0: The CFL is unfairly maligned for lack of loyalty and player turnover. We saw it with the NFL last year in the quarterback carousel. Now the NHL. When you sit back and watch the games, no matter the league, you get over it pretty quickly, don't you? You do, but you still don't have that identity with the players. Like players that bounce around from team to team to team to team to team, don't have an identity and don't build that real core fan base.
1: This is the Rod Peterson Show.
0: All right, here we go. We're coming in hot. Hour 2 of the RP Show. Live from the Great Eagle Resort and Casino Stage Bar. It's a Flame Tech football Friday. And I see all our rowdy friends are showing up here at the Great Eagle. And in the chat, the football guys are chiming in. Arlen Bruce the Third watching it. Evident. He's got a take on tonight's Friday Night Football game. Calgary Stampeders at Winnipeg Blue Bombers. It is the marquee game of the week. For those watching, you see... Uh, we like this shot, the two shot here. I think we're going to do it a lot. Jeff Fairholm, my favorite rough rider ever, Hall of Famer, two-time Great Cup champion with the Riders in Argos, joins us on Touchdown Atlantic Weekend Ball for All. Jeff Fairway, glad to have you down.
2: Thanks, Rod. It's always a pleasure to join you.
0: Isn't this fun? Just yeah. everything's fun about being an analyst and talking ball and stuff.
2: Well, not only that, Calgary's fun right now because we've got you know we got so much going on in Calgary and you know, getting to come down, da- getting to come down here and, and talk to you and. Be a football analyst is great.
0: Yeah, well, a must-follow, Slotback18 on Twitter, because he gives his thoughts. Again, it's hot takes. You're not getting anybody in trouble, but you've always been not shy
2: to give your opinion. (laughs) Well, apparently I was last time I was on the show, and you were disappointed. So I I heard (laughs) so. No, it's fine. So I came came armed today, Rod. Oh, good. I'm ready with my opinions. We've got so many things to get
0: to, and I want to mention this one last thing every time the Fairway's been on the show it's been over at the event center which is the concert hall next door which is really cool but this is the first time this is what I wanted Jeff what we have here is this not Vegas
2: well, I feel like I need I feel like I need some makeup on for the, all these lights and everything that yeah, looks pretty cool I mean you know the casino is hot it's you know it's there's lots of lights buzzing lots of people around yeah that's yeah, it's great
0: well and lots of folks here watching live at the stage bar and you see that the, the The drink card going around. Cigars, cigarettes, (laughs) cigars. It's like an episode of the Flintstones. Let's get in. Now, listen, I don't want to open up on a downer, but unfortunately, we're going to have to. Um, Week 6 opened last night. Edmonton beat Montreal 32-31. That's not the downer. We'll get to the Calgary-Winnipeg game tonight. Arlen Bruce is picking Stamps by 10. Maybe we should just mention that and try and keep it positive. What do you think about Calgary-Winnipeg tonight?
2: It's going to be a great game. It's in Winnipeg, so Arlen, I'm not sure about that. I'm going to to have to stay with Winnipeg on this one just because they're at home. They're two very evenly matched teams.
0: And wouldn't that be something for the Stampeders? Uh, Winnipeg favored by 3.5 at Bet Regal, our exclusive betting partner, and I will take the bet. This show is like uh, serving as the official pregame show for all CFL festivities this weekend on Game Plus Television. You're welcome. To Touchdown Atlantic, Riders Argos, your two former teams and before we get to the actual on-field Jeff just looked up from his phone in the break and goes, did you see
2: what Drummond said?
0: (laughs) Tell the folks what you're alluding to.
2: Well, I mean, he's head of the the, the supposed new ownership group for the Schooners and, you know, they're not going to participate in any events in the Maritimes while while the, the game's going on, which I find Strange they don't want to be presumptuous is what I read direct quote, but my goodness I mean you get involved, you know if you want to be an owner You've got to get involved and you got to get people going. I'm surprised at that
0: well, let's Delve into that a little more Arlen Bruce by the way and we welcome Everybody's opinion not just the CFL alum and the Hall of Famers like a B But he says riders by 13 in that game and we'll get to that my cousin Christine in medicine Hat says Riders by 10. We'll get to the actual game matchup, and I think we all want to, but what Jeff is saying is Gary Drummond, the, who, by the way, is from a farm seven miles south of Regina. You ever been there? I've been everywhere in Saskatchewan, so probably. So yes, you
2: <laughs> I've driven by it, I'm a sure. A farm
0: seven miles <laughs> south of Regina, which was noticeable by the flag planted in the grain field. This is where you turn. You turn right at the rider flag. Geez, you could end up anywhere. That's a very good point. <laughs> it's a very good point. But anyways, Gary is a longtime friend of mine, former owner of the Pats too, and the Arizona Coyotes. And he's finally stood up. And he's one of the only guys here, being honest, other than the mayor of Halifax. I assume you saw his comments too. I did. Uh, Gary's like, we don't have plans for a team, so we're not going to BS you and be front and center this weekend. And then the mayor of Halifax has come out just in the last 24 hours and said, there's not going to be a stadium. But then you got the commissioner Randy Ambrosi. If, if you're reading all this, you probably saw what he said too.
2: I'm reading between the lines, is what I'm doing. Um, you know, if there's no political appetite, which I think the quote was from the mayor, and the owners of the schooners are not going to be part of the part of the festivities, yet Randy Ambrosi says that it's going to be it's going to happen, and he has he's he's, he's done all but give a timeline. I'm reading between the lines i just don't see the cfl doing enough to make it worth their while that's my opinion
0: so i i feel like it's dead
2: i hope not i mean you know i think i think it might be dead um but i don't know i mean it's it's going to be tough to see
0: wouldn't this be something (laughs) on the weekend of touchdown atlantic five the senko i believe from what i'm reading from everybody that this dream is unfortunately dead but moving on to the game I want to stick with the juicy hot takes. Do you have one on Garrett Marino?
2: I don't have it. What, you mean my own personal take on it? I wouldn't say it's juicy. I would just say that it's, you know, he got four games, good. Um, I'm glad they're not uh, appealing it. I'm happy that it's done. Um, There's a lot more chatter going on than I care to even partake in. There's a, a certain element that I won't. But, you know, what he did was wrong. The other players, people are saying that the other there are other players who have dirty shots and I think it was Sankey who put a couple of clips on YouTube and or on uh, on Twitter. And you know, there there are dirty shots all the time, but if there's that many dirty shots in the game, my take is that the CFL needs to step in, they need to review every play of every game, and they need to find every offender of those serious plays. You gotta well, stop it.
0: So To take it one step further, and I'm sure our viewers know the story, but in case you don't, uh, defensive lineman for Saskatchewan's been given the longest uh, suspension in CFL history, four games, not just for the hit of which Jeff's alluding to, but also his comments about Ottawa quarterback Jeremiah Masoli's heritage. That is the very nice way of tiptoeing
2: around racist comments. It just, it, it is. Well, I think, yeah, I guess, but nobody really knows what was said. no we don't so i don't really want to comment on that part of it because that's such a touchy subject and you know i'm not even i'm not even going to the racist part of it because god knows what was said only the interior people know and the cfl must know something they're just not saying it fine give them a game don't know what was said the other three games i think are really worthwhile two for the hit and one for the tackle on the offensive lineman i mean the guy was running around being an idiot for you know three minutes of the game he lost his mind I hope that uh, I hope that you know he serves his four games. He shuts up and just comes back, and the riders are going to bring him back and let him play.
0: So for th- I'm not done with this. That uh-huh. you said there's been so much talk, and I'm like, hey, this is what we do. We complain as a passionate CFL guys that there's not enough coverage, and people don't care. Well, this is something that got the nation's attention. Yep. And, and unfortunately, it takes something like this.
2: But yes. Paul, what? What's that old adage? No, uh, bad news. No- if it
0: bleeds, it leads. Bad news, bad news is no is better, than better than no news. news. Yeah, yeah. Ask Trump. Yeah. Um, but right, I don't mean to go down that road. But Paul Lapoli is coming out yesterday, the head coach of the Ottawa Redblacks, and saying if he played on my team, I'd cut him. And my take on that was Lapo, you're just being emotional. It's your quarterback that got injured and was the target of these. I think he's being emotional, although Paul's one of the most even tempered guys I know.
2: He's pretty emotional, though. I know, I know he can Paul pretty be. well. He and, can be. Yeah, I coached with Paul in Toronto. He can be pretty emotional. And for it to still be bugging him six days later to come out and say that, it's still bugging him, and it, you know emotions have somewhat subsided a little bit, um, and it's easier. It's easy for him to say that, but until that until and if that ever happens, you know, see what happens then.
0: Well, so Lapo's was entitled to his opinion. We all are, and I love him. He's like family to me, and obviously, if you know him, you love him, right? Yeah, great guy. Yeah. So, to my buddy Luke Mullander, is the radio color guy for the Riders. He said, Lapo, just worry about your own team, who's three and fifteen on your watch." or whatever the numbers are. What do you think about that?
2: I think that's a little hard. I mean, you know, Paul's also fighting for his job right now. I mean, they're like you said, they're 3-15 and or something, and they haven't won a game this year. He's fighting for his job, and now he just lost his marquee quarterback. I mean, he's going to be emotional, because it's not just, you know, 10, 12 games that Mazzoli's going to miss, you know, and, and lose, he's not going to lose his income, but it could hurt his career. This could hurt Paul's career. You know, as a head coach, and, you know, it, it's an emotional thing. So I, I see where he's coming from, but, you know, he should be looking after his own team.
0: Some viewers' uh, comments in the chat here. Uh, Wayne in Victoria, BC says, That's just crazy that the owner of the Schooners doesn't want to be at Touchdown Atlantic. We've explained why. John Ohm in Winnipeg says, Talk is cheap. Just ask Randy Ambrosi. I guess. You know from that cfl side people would say what would you say rod i don't know i'm not the commissioner making close to a million dollars a year i don't know what i would say just some honesty would be nice
2: you know yeah i i think i every time i listen to randy it's it's very political i think he should be in the political realm not the cfl realm we need we need answers we need to know what's going on as fans i think we have that right i mean how many community-owned teams are there and we're just not getting we're not getting the true facts. All we're getting is a bunch of lip service and political statements that I find are quite frankly useless.
0: I feel like if it hasn't turned people off yet it's going to.
2: Yeah I think it already you know, has. Most you know, people.
0: It's turned me off. Yep. Uh, I don't, I, this is always gonna come up every time you're on. John Ohm in Winnipeg says Jeff did you start the glass cutting gloves back in the day for the rider receivers? I do, You've addressed this yes. before, but yes, he did. Yes, I did. And you should have had a patent on that.
2: I, I should have. A Quick story, yeah. So I brought them up from Tucson uh, after I was gardening, and some kid threw me a football, and the ball just stuck to my gloves. So I started using them in practice and brought them up to the CFL. And uh, I was buying them from Ansel Edmont, An- Ansel Edmont out of Coshocton, Ohio. Can't make that up. And uh, yeah, so I started selling them for, you know, I think five bucks a pair, and I think I was buying them for 250 so I was rich at that time. And uh, and, and the patent went to, I think Sandusky uh, took them and patented them and sold them for a lot of money to Nike or something. So,
0: But the ones that you wore with the Rough Riders, the, the, the old time CFL fans will remember, they were brown or orange or, or whatever. Burnt
2: orange. Burnt
0: orange, yep. yeah. So how many of your teammates were wearing them?
2: Boy, off the top of my head, there were a couple linebackers. I remember Albright wearing them. Uh, Jurison actually wore them for a bit. Souter wore them. I wore them. Um, Elgard, Narcisse. So, yeah, there were a few. They worked. Oh, they were great. And, in fact, that that material, I'm (laughs) sure, is what's being used in the uh, football gloves of today. In fact, my son wanted to buy a pair when he was playing football about five years ago. Uh, I think they were called cutters at the time. And he, we went to the store and they were like 90 bucks a pair. And I said, "Yeah, no, I've got about five dozen in my basement that you can wear." Wow. Well, I
0: apologize. <laughs> you you would fall look at this far closer to me. Are there receivers wearing bare hands
2: anymore? Probably at any not. Levels? Yeah. I don't think there are. are there? Uh, there are not many. If there are,
0: no. Yeah, maybe not. So he started something. This guy right here. Um, by the way, back you mentioned Jurison. Who doesn't love Bobby Juris of course, sack Park. Man, that was a fun time in the 90s. You might have been gone by the time he was chasing the CFL sack record, or were you still a rough rider then?
2: Uh, Might have been in Toronto at the time. you were in the league. Oh, I was in the league because Bobby ended up coming to Toronto just as I was heading out. Um, but yeah, no, Bobby, what a great guy. You know, everyone, like, he's, he's tough on the field, but I'll tell you, when I was in Toronto and I came back to play in Saskatchewan, he was, you know, during the play or between plays, he'd come up and say, hey, and i say, hey, how you doing? And he goes, this nice guy. He just, you know, when, they, when, the, when he was between the lines, he played hard, but boy, off the field, what a great guy, a great family man.
0: So my point on that is with this Garrett Marino thing, um, and we got a lot of, well, not a lot of time in this segment, but we got a lot of time in the show those that say he doesn't represent what the Saskatchewan Rough Riders are all about, he doesn't represent what the Saskatchewan Rough Riders used to be about, and I don't know him personally. I've been with two Grey Cup winning rider teams, and you've been with one. We didn't really have
2: a jackass, like acting like that. Acting like that? We had jackasses, and let's, let's face it. The I'm way not, Marino, what maybe, he specifically did? Maybe not on the field, it never really happened. But we have jackasses in the locker and let's not... Who in you know, every team does, Of course, but, you know, to go out there and do what he did, let's hope it was just a big lack of judgment and he got super emotional and he went about, you know, uh, picking up his teammate the wrong way. I'm willing to give the guy a break, serve your four games, give him a break, come back and play. But you know what? In my opinion, two strikes and you're out in this, in this team.
0: That's fair. I mean, the CFL is saying this. Is, he's played twelve games in the league. He's been kicked out twice, and blah 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 blah. So he they they view him as a repeat offender. Yeah,
2: and he is, yeah. but he or he is now. Right? I mean, if he's if he's been suspended twice, he's a repeat offender. Like I said, well, I guess that's two strikes. Okay, three strikes, and you're out. One more time, <laughs> one more time, and, and you're gone. You know, that's, that's the way it has to be now. And I'm sure that's the way the Saskatchewan Roughriders. Well, at hey,
0: what I'm getting at is because you've won two great Cups. Sometimes you need
2: some jerks to win, let's be honest. Oh well, yeah, for sure. But you've got to represent the team the right way. When you're, especially the Rough Riders, you need to represent the team the proper way. Uh, who would want Marino going to their you know their, their sportsman's dinner in the winter at this point, unless he's able to clean his image. Right now, I wouldn't invite him to my sportsman's dinner and have him talk. He just doesn't represent the team the right way. But like I said, let's give him a chance to redeem himself.
0: Carlos in Indianapolis says, uh, the things we learned on the RP show. I'm glad you don't mind talking about it because they're going to come up every... Not, not a bad thing to be known for. The gloves, oh, the gloves. the gloves? There's worse things. I'm happy. I just
2: wish I got rich on it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny. Uh, Carlos in India, uh Who is it? Wayne in Victoria says, Jeff Fairholme, the entrepreneur. Yeah. Not by letting the patent slip away.
2: No. Definitely. I think
0: <laughs> no. that was a joke. Well, I guess. <laughs> Well, it reminds. I'll tell you a funny story. Watch your toes. I'm going to drop some names here, but uh, (laughs) G. Roy Simon, whom you know, Hmm? CFL receptions king, played at Maryland with the Terrapins with the founder of Under Armour on the same team. Oh wow! Did you know this story? No. The guy that founded Under Armour was a college football player at Maryland, and he came to G. Roy a couple years out of school and said, "Hey, you're a pro football player. You must have some money. Would you mind investing in my clothing, apparel, athletic apparel line?" G. Roy's like.
2: I'll pass. Oh, good. I'm glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> <laughs> Can you believe it? Oh, man. So he's very you, Google Under Armour founder and then
0: match it up with mid to late 90s Maryland football teams. And you'll see that they played together G Simon and him. It's kind of a fun. Well, not funny for G Funny for everybody else. We'll he's still right, working in the league. He's anyway, doing so fine. Yeah. I just saw him here in Calgary a couple of weeks ago. He's doing great. Actually, we'll talk about those Elks when we come back. And last, last night's game? Sure. Uh, tonight in Stamps and Bombers. It's a Flame Tech Football Friday on the Game Plus television network. We're also live streaming on YouTube. And you can always catch the podcast wherever you enjoy the podcast, including Amazon, Google, Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify.
1: Have you subscribed to The Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now.
0: pancake breakfast uh, a staple of the calgary stampede as i'm learning this is day nine i think of the stamp, i'm pretty sure it is i've lost track it's it's bedlam out here but uh, it is a flame tech football friday i do want to tell you though it is the summer of hockey the world juniors are back but this year the tradition's a little different Great Hockey continues this summer in Edmonton at Roger's Place. And tickets are on sale now at HockeyCanada.ca for just four, as low as $40 each. We've awarded two pairs of tickets today, and the winners will be notified for those that have written in. All caps, World Juniors. will start the contest over again next week. But we, I can tell you, we will be broadcasting live from Roger's Place next month from the World Juniors. Just ask me how much that makes me happy. But again, if you didn't win, you can purchase your tickets now for, again, $40 each, as low as at HockeyCanada.ca. Jeff Fairholmes with us, two-time Great Cup champion with the Argos and the Rough Riders and a Hall of Famer. And Jeff, uh, the the viewers, let's walk it back a little bit. Last night a big comeback, 19-point comeback for the Edmonton Elks, 32-31. At Montreal, spoiling the debut of new head coach of the Alouettes Danny Machocha. Did you think they'd break come back in that one?
2: No, I didn't. I didn't think I didn't think they had a chance. I didn't think they had a chance going into the game and they, they keep that team keeps proving me wrong. You know, I, I don't think they have much of an offense yet. They've made two comebacks in what, four weeks or something, and their defense seems to be not playing so good in the first half and then plays well in the second half. So I don't know what's going on. I mean, it's hard to be a prognosticator in this league. You never know what's gonna happen.
0: No, from a betting perspective, I'm sure Bet Regal loves it because you <laughs> do not know uh, the Alouettes were favored in the game If you're into that sort of thing, I think they were favored now again I got it written down here, but it doesn't matter. It was a huge upset. Yeah, by the Elks going in to do that And I got to be honest. I'm fascinated by what Edmonton's doing This is their third starting quarterback, and I think they've played five different quarterbacks going back to last season <clears throat> Pardon me. I don't what are you seeing out of this
2: Jones team? You throw enough, you know what, at the wall. Hopefully something will stick. I mean, I don't know. No, it doesn't look like a plan. <laughs> there's no rhyme or reason. It doesn't seem like, no. uh, you know, he's a defensive guru. And I, I have no doubt that their defense is going to be great come the end of the year offensively man they're just you know maybe they've got something in cornelius i don't know but i think they had eight quarterbacks in camp or something and I've, they've gone through three now so who knows what they're doing i mean i've never been able to figure jones out as you know i'm not i had never really been a fan of his but um hey you
0: know he wins calgary winnipeg tonight we've both talked about it we both think the bombers will win as do the odds makers uh bombers favored by three and a half now We'll get to that Ottawa-Hamilton game. The viewers have asked for it, but I do want to say this about Touchdown Atlantic. We never got into the actual game game. Uh, And Justin Dunk said, he was with us last hour from 3 down, long ways for the riders to travel. They were up late trying to find food. They are banged up, but I think every team's banged up. Riders favored by 3 in the game. I'm taking them to win. What do you think about the matchup?
2: I think the matchup's a good one. Uh, I think that the Toronto offense and the Saskatchewan defense are going to go, that's going to be the game as far as I'm concerned. Both are, I think, very strong. Um, they have some great weapons on the Toronto offense. And of course, everyone's, everyone knows about the uh, Saskatchewan defense. Uh, offensively for the Riders and defensively for the Argos, I think they're evenly matched as well, although on a lower scale.
0: So I'm thinking about this the reason that came up in my mind was I was thinking about Cody Fajardo versus McLeod Bethel Thompson Mcbeth, the quarterback for the Argos and what I liked about Edmonton last night was Cornelius's fire he, it must be an Oklahoma thing uh, <laughs> where he came from uh, he, was, he was at Oklahoma State but, but confidence is a really big issue or a big factor at that position yeah. as you know and I think about Cody Fajardo and I his confidence seems high despite the Rider Nation someone being on his back and I think
2: You've heard about this, where right? the fans just—they're on him for some reason. I'm on him a bit too, to be are honest. You, right. you? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it, hey, the, the guy's a winner. The guy works his butt off. He plays hurt. He throws a good ball, short and medium. I'm—I'm I'm still worried about the long ball. Still haven't seen it yet.
0: Because of accuracy, or the fact that they're not attempting it, or why?
2: Well it could be a number of things could be the fact that his offensive line is banged up and he's not he doesn't have the protection it could be his arm strength could be trust in the receivers. You know perhaps he doesn't have trust in his receivers getting deep and I see the ball being late and underthrown in almost every situation. Uh, Everything's been a 50 50 contested ball.
0: Well. You and I make a good team here because this rolls into the next thing. You mentioned the receivers, and even that's a banged up group. Shaq Evans says, oh, Duke Williams clearly isn't a hundred percent. Yeah. When I talk to the Ryder fans that are down on Fajardo, present company excluded, they say it's because he called out his receivers last year in a game in Calgary. You remember? Well, I'm just saying, I'm telling you. I do remember that. But, yeah. but you played with a guy that I saw with my own two eyes. Would run downfield and yellow receivers. You must have been on
2: the back end of a Kent Austin blast from time to time. Once, <laughs> only once. <laughs> we, we had, had a you chat on the back off. We had what? a chat about it. You know, I mean, that's what happens. I mean, you, you got to understand, it's it's an emotional game. And when Kent said what he said to me, he didn't say it, in, you know, in public. But he said something to me, and I told him to back off. But we talked about it, and it was all good. Um, What Cody does, Cody's an emotional player, and when he said it, he he said it for the betterment of the team, that's water under the bridge, that means nothing as far as I'm concerned.
0: I like how you're conveniently skipping over this, hang on, hang on, hang on. What was the game? What was the situation? What it can't say or would you prefer to leave it between the two of you?
2: Oh no, it was fine. He just, it was something that he came over and he said, you know, he got mad at me at the, on the sideline said you ran the wrong route and the ball was intercepted. And, and I looked at him and I said, fine, let's deal with it later. And we went, you know, the, the next day when we were watching film, turned out I was right and he was wrong. You know, it's, you know, stuff happens, it's, just, it's an emotional game, you know, and I'm not going to discredit what, what Marino did, but there's a lot of emotion in there, and there's a lot of stuff that gets said that really just doesn't matter at the end of the day.
0: Sure, but can we take a minute and just discuss Ken Austin for a second, because <laughs> in, in a, I love the man. He wrote the foreword for my best-selling book uh, on the Rough Riders, Kent did, but you don't get a warm and fuzzy feeling off Kent.
2: Ken's quarterback. I mean, he's been a quarterback and quarterbacks, you know, are he's fiery. Are, they're, and, he's yeah. fiery. He wants to win. He's, he was the hardest worker we had on the team off the field. He'd be in early. He'd help with the game plans. They knew what was going on. He was a coach on the field. Great guy. Love the guy. But, you know, am I his best friend? Well, no, I haven't talked to him in years, but, but, you know, but that's the thing, right? I mean, when you're it, 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 you got to think of it like a company and when you when you're with the company and you're your colleagues, you're working hard for, for an end game. But then when you go your separate ways, unless you're best friends, you're not going to keep in touch. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, it's funny because you were mentioning we were talking about Gil Scott earlier, the super agent, and he's kind of moved out of the CFL now. He's into NFL and NHL, but he was Kent's agent. He was your agent, apparently. And um, the last time I was in Nashville, I bumped into Gil on the concourse, and he had just had supper with Kent the night before. It was a Titans game. He had supper with Kent the night before. But I was roaming the tailgating at Nissan Stadium. You know, the NFL does it great, huh? And, and there, I was wearing a Rough Rider hat, and they're like, Saskatchewan Rough Riders, <laughs> Kent Austin. I'm like, you know Kent?
2: And they say, he's from Brentwood, Tennessee? That's a big deal down there. I didn't know that. I'm surprised that he is, actually. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it's it's all about the NFL there, but no, I know yeah. he's from around Nashville, and, but. Sort of surprises me because they're so Titan folks fo- focused and NFL tight focused, but uh, they just you love know, football. But they they do you know. And he went to school at Ole Miss and he was a big quarterback there. And I think he was a quarterback for a while with the Cardinals with, when they were in St. Uh, Louis.
0: camp. Yeah,
2: yeah, at camp. Yeah, yeah that's when he came up to Saskatchewan. So it doesn't surprise me. He was a big name.
0: Well, no, and they brought up Chamberlain too. They knew Chamberlain. Wow, that he had played at Tennessee Tech. So we go to Nashville fan. sometime. I'd, I'd love eat. that. I've you, never been. You would enjoy it absolutely. <laughs> um, so, just to the Calgary thing, I want to say this for a second. I mean, I drive by that stadium, McMahon. I believe it's iconic, um, but it's getting old. It certainly doesn't have elevators, right? There's like, it would be nice if it did. I was driving by, and tell me what you think of this. If they had these huge two or three story banners of Flutie and Wally. And Garcia and Burris and Dickinson. Could you just imagine how iconic that would look? And it's not that out of crazy thinking because Jim Hobson did it at Taylor Field. You would remember it was first it was George and Ronnie, and then it was Kenton and Raj. And I don't know if we went past that or not before we tore the sucker down.
2: Well, that's, that's something the Saskatchewan Rough Riders do very well as they celebrate their, their heritage. Uh, I got, I had a tour earlier in the summertime of the stadium and down deep and it's this year? Yeah, this year and first time I've ever been, been down into the bowels and, you know, they really celebrate our, their heritage. I should say our heritage. You know, there's a lot of history. They, they help the players understand the history and, and, you know, where the team came from and who the, who the old players are. And I think that's just good for the team getting back to the calgary stadium i agree with you uh, i live here in calgary and I, there's just not much going on in terms of in, in terms of football and marketing i just don't see it maybe i'm not in the right places but i certainly see a lot of flame stuff going on which is obviously a bigger market but I just don't see much in, in, in. By the way, the Stampeders and you know they have a great tailgate party here in Calgary. I don't know if you've Tell, seen it. But I just
0: checked it out last home game. I that, can't wait to go back. Yeah,
2: they have a great tailgate there, and they, they and the true fans really do it right. And it would be great to have. It would be great to have other stadiums do it. But you know, the Stampeders have to do more in marketing. I think
0: Stamps fans says best in the CFL. And to be honest with you, I'd heard that. I'd never yeah. participated in it until the last home game. I guess when they played Edmonton here in the home opener. And I'm wading through the crowd, and uh, I didn't expect it to be that big. Look, I had a friend there, Glenn Chupik, and he says, You'll find me on the southeast corner, further south. Good luck with Good- that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was very NFL-ish. Yeah, it and, is. When, and when you consider... It wasn't a huge crowd crowd. I'm like, what if we had 35,000 here, which they used to have? What would this tailgating have been like? I know. It, it would have been like NFL. Well,
2: yeah, you're never going to get to be like the NFL, but, you know, they have their own little parking lot. Or not, it's a parking lot, and, and it's where people go, and they t- literally tailgate outside of their, you know, they have the tents, and they have the cars, and the camper vans, and barbecues, and it is NFL-like, or college-like, let's say.
0: Yeah, well, and, and then, so we actually put it on our social media here for the Rod Peterson Show that this is, the best in the cfl nfl caliber and all of a sudden we're getting written at by winnipeg fans oh that sounds like you're angling for an invite out here i'm like wow i wouldn't say no yeah and then the edmonton fans no you got to come to commonwealth and tailgate which we would have done last game but you saw the storm did you watch that game yeah, <laughs> yeah that was bad well, actually i fell asleep at the end because it got to be too late <laughs> so did the elks for, 49 to, i i laughed at halftime and the game was over just I was pulling into Calgary. I mean, yeah. it was a late, late, late night. You're yeah. right. We do have a few minutes left in this segment, and then we'll start viewer takeover early in the next segment. The Ottawa Hamilton game. It is. Correct me if I'm wrong. Arbuckle must be starting for Ottawa. They acquired him for a reason. I would assume. So you got a new quarterback? I haven't heard. Against no, I hadn't either. But no. you're well. You're visiting a Hamilton team that's went. This two winless teams. Tie cats are favored by eight. Dunk last hour said take the points. Hamilton will win by eight or more. What's your read on that game?
2: Uh, I'm. I think I'm. I'm on that one. Yeah. I, I. mean, Ottawa not having a quarterback, even if Arbuckle does start, how much time has he had with the with the team, with the playbook, et cetera, Coming off an emotional loss to Saskatchewan, I don't see them recovering in Hamilton. Hamilton. I don't understand how they're winless.
0: I mean, Nobody does.
2: You know they're such a good team, and they were. You know, let's, let's not forget they were in the Grey Cup last year and took uh, Winnipeg to overtime. I don't know what's going on with that team. Um, they need they need to turn it around in this game against Ottawa, or else they could be shot and they could be out of the playoffs by Labor Day. For sure.
0: And when you say you don't know, I don't think anybody knows. And when we come back, maybe we'll talk about coaches on the hot seat in the CFL, because Arlen Bruce had written in a few days ago and said, do you think Orlando Steinhauer has anything to worry about? And while it, you said, was it you or Lee said it's early? I think it was Lee said. It's still early. Is it? We're coming up on the, closing out the opening third of the season. And it reminds me of the Edmonton Elks last year. When the general manager, Brock Sutherland, stood at midfield at a news conference and said, we don't know why we're winless. I'm like, well, if you don't know, who does? What are you going to do then? And he ended up out of a job. But they hope is not a
2: plan, right?
0: No, not (laughs) at all. So we'll be right back. You're watching a Flame Tech Football Friday. We are wrapping up our 15th week of residency here at Calgary's entertainment destination. And don't worry, week 16 is coming up next week. But we'll be right back on Game Plus Television. YouTube Live and 24-hour sports radio streaming now at rodpeterson.com.
1: Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now.
0: A sports update on this Friday before we jump back into the football talk on a football Friday. Canadian sprint star Andre DeGrasse will get an early gauge of his health today at the World Track and Field Championship. The six-time Olympian, And medalist who contracted COVID about a month ago races in the 100-meter heats on the opening day at Hayward Field in Eugene, Oregon. The Toronto Blue Jays play game two of their four-game series with the shorthanded Kansas City Royals tonight at Rogers Centre. The Royals beat the Jays 3-1 last night with half their regular team staying at home in KC because they're not vaccinated. Uh, Texas shortstop Corey Sager will replace Toronto outfielder George Springer on the American League roster for next week's All-Star Game. Sager is an injury replacement for Springer, who's been nursing a sore elbow. Winnipeg's IG Field hosts a battle of the CFL's two best teams tonight. The 5-0 Grey Cup champion Blue Bombers and 4-0 Calgary Stampeders are both coming off blowout wins. The Bombers dumped the previously unbeaten BC Lions 43-22 last Saturday in a battle of unbeaten teams. And round two is in full swing at the British Open. PGA Tour rookie Cameron Young opened the day as the leader after shooting an 8-under-64 in the opening round at St. Andrews. Corey Connors of Listowel, Ontario, was the top Canadian yesterday at 71, while Mackenzie Hughes of Dundas, Ontario, shot a 73. Gear up, Alberta. The World Juniors are back in Edmonton this summer from August 9th to the 20th. Single game tickets are on sale now for just $40 for as low as $40 at HockeyCanada.ca. We're also brought to you by Ballers Rec Room your official home of Slow Pitch, open Wednesday to Sunday, the Tab, Brewhouse, and drive through Liquor Store, and for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings, Jeff Farholmes with us, Ryder Hall of Famer, two-time Grey Cup champion, and have you been on since, here, since the charity golf classic we were
2: in? Yes, I think you I were. was. I think I was the week after we had the charity golf. Club. Okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, I just well, you're retelling all these stories uh, today again for those that missed it. We talked about the glass cutter gloves earlier. That Jeff kind of some he brought to the CFL. He didn't invent them. But he invented them as far as the CFL is concerned. I innovated them. How did you? Yeah, you went. <laughs> How did you uh, feel about that charity golf classic, the Rocky Mountain Rotary Charity Golf Classic? Man, was that a lot of fun! Or Bears Paul?
2: It was a lot of fun. Uh, you know, it's it's great to be called a celebrity, but you know, I was in like a kid in the candy shop, meeting Lanny McDonald, and you know, having fun with different people and the group I was with. And my God, it was you know, there's a lot of great people there. Theo Fleury was there, and uh, Jordan Eberle. Jordan Eberly, Yeah, it was like a kid in a candy shop. It was great. Well, oh, Levi Mitchell. He was there. Listen,
0: (laughs) can you tell your side of the story? Because you were sitting in the corner with your eye on everything when I singled Bo out on the microphone in the crowd. What did you think about that?
2: You know, it's a little bit petty, let's say, but on his part. Well, yeah, yeah, on his part. I mean, he he decided not to go up, and he's holding he's holding a bit of a grudge for whatever happened. And I'm not sure what happened, but. Yeah, you tell that story, I don't know. I don't know what happened. <laughs> well, well... I know you you there's know something the, going on. But... You know, you, you don't know the history? No. I know something happened. I know you said something bad about him or something? No, he Come was, on.
0: listen, he was bullying, as far as I'm concerned, my guy Deron Carter on Twitter the week of a game. That was, you'd have been around. Oh, yeah. Right? And he's like, I'm gonna throw at you all day. That was when we were putting Deron in corner. Yeah. And then Deron goes out and, oh, like, all week, he's picking on Deron. And then Dron goes out and records the pick six, and then I yelled, Bo Levi, shut your mouth. Which, to be honest with you, he actually said he didn't have a problem with He thought that was funny. I said a few things after that that he didn't like. So I've apologized, though.
2: Well, then he should accept the apology and move on.
0: I'm hoping, but (laughs) it's still a fun story. Where were we? Mandy in Edmonton writes in and she says, Rod, I want to give a special shout out to my baby Malcolm today, as it's his first birthday. Thank you for being our entertainment. Throughout his life, in the womb and after. Happy birthday! How about, How about uh, that? Way <laughs> to go, Malcolm! Happy birthday! Beautiful. Yes, sir. Just a recap. We'll go back to the football thing in a second. But you know, Jeff was mentioning the lack of CFL and football coverage in this town, and unfortunately, other markets across this country. Um, on the hockey thing, you could. What was your take on the Johnny Goodrush stuff? Because I literally oh, went home and dove under the covers. I'm like, I can't take it anymore. You can't get away from the Goudreau talk in this town.
2: No, and rightly so. I mean, the guy was a fantastic player for what eight, nine years here. Um, all-star, perennial All-star, great guy. Uh, was in the Was in the community as much as he could be um it's sad when when a player has to leave that a town like that but he gave eight nine good years to a team and he feels it's time to move on so 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 be it i mean what it does is it frees up a whole bunch of cap space and now we have opportunities to go get somebody who dare i say might be better in the playoffs
0: 1.01 points per game in the regular season 0.76 points in the playoffs and that doesn't matter people close they not even close <laughs> yeah. uh, the fans though they're not getting over it I was listening to all sports radio yesterday and they said there had been death threats against Johnny and I'm like oh my god so man, that didn't even surprise me anymore man you're y- lucky you played in a time before social media that's for sure now having said that you were around what year did you leave the riders 92 or 94 after 93 so do you remember when Ken Austin came back with the BC Lions no, you left the no, same I was time gone. You did. Yeah, yeah. So you, well, they had they had a Austin Mini oh. out front of the stadium at Taylor Field with a five point paint on the side, and for five bucks you could come take a sledgehammer to the Austin Mini. That's oh. how mad they were Ken Austin. Well, I
2: can tell you, after back with Toronto and being on that eastern sideline at the time at Taylor Field, oh my God, I, <laughs> it was actually kind of fun. But I got railed after after six good years there. So I.
0: Favorite rider ever, but I don't really remember how or why you left. Was it a trade or free agency? It was free
2: agency. Yeah, I, I truly went home to work with my father in the family business. So that, that was the, the, the real reason why I went back.
0: Yeah, well, as you know, rider fans don't care about no, that. No, they don't
2: care. <laughs> <laughs> and you told me <laughs> years ago that they look at you different. Oh, they do, totally. And, you know, I don't know who put the hex on me, but that first year in Toronto, I blew up my knee, so I kind of wish I hadn't gone. But, you know, oh, no. it happens for a reason. That was a family issue, for sure, and the reason why I moved out, and they're passionate. I get it. You know, they're going to, they're gonna, you know, go to town with the horses they have, and I don't blame them.
0: Yeah, but when you came back and I emceed your Hall of Fame induction, oh. it's all good. Oh, totally. Yeah, it's great.
2: Yeah, it was one of the best times of my life, was, uh, was being there while I was inducted in the Plaza of Honor.
0: Mm-hmm. We should, uh, I'm going to bring Lee in for the final segment of Viewer Takeover. So, Jeff, uh, what you said you had some hot takes. Did we cover them all? You said you had some.
2: I think if I haven't been opinionated in this show, I don't know if I'll ever get there. I mean, I think I've got them all.
0: Okay. Well, and just your take on the Riders and Argos and Touchdown Atlantic, We're got, we got Saskatchewan to win.
2: We got Saskatchewan to win. Uh, my only take on that is, you know, everyone's talking about how they, you know, sold out the stadium in in an hour. Get, keep it in mind, guys, and people, it's only 10,000 people, and I would guess that most of them are going to be Saskatchewan Rough Rider fans. So, you know, I, I just wish, I hope and pray that they do get another 10th team, an 11th team, a 12th team. I just don't know when and if that's going to happen, but I hope they do.
0: Jeff, Fairf- uh, Jeff Fairholm, thanks for coming down. Enjoy the game.
2: I look forward. I enjoy every game. And thanks, have a great weekend. Yes. Thanks. You too, bud.
0: We've got Lee Genier coming in next from the RP Show leadership team. It's one final segment here as we wrap up week 15 at the Great Eagle Resort and Casino Stage Bar. You're watching on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and you can always catch the podcast wherever you enjoy your podcasts, including Apple, Stitcher, Amazon, Google, and Spotify. Here we go, everybody. Welcome back for the final segment. It's affectionately known as Taco Time Viewer Takeover. They're not tater tots. They're Mexi fries. Taco Time wants you to know that. If you're getting hungry, make Taco Time your choice. Lunch, supper, whatever. That's what we call it, and it will always be my vernacular. And it's also the overtime segment for the Four Seasons Sports Palace. Your home for the UFC and the CFL. Lee Genier is with us, award-winning sports executive. You took out of your Twitter bio TV personality and I said, you gotta put that back in, Lee. I'm gonna do that gonna put today. It? Please do, because you are a TV personality. Yeah, well we have
1: got some big announcements coming
0: up next week, right? I stay out of that. Am I gonna like them? Do I, I don't think I know them. Of course you're gonna like them. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm just, I don't know what they are. I just sit here and talk and Put out the fires. The big fires. I'll let you guys deal with the little fires. Hey. <laughs> we not... always put them out. We, uh, yeah, that's right. Never let them see a sweat. No, exactly. And uh, so we can go positive or go negative. We'll do both. Uh, Do you want the good news or the bad news? Hey, let's go with the bad news first. Uh, Thanks for saying that. The Atlantic Schooners ownership group says they will not be participating in Touchdown Atlantic this weekend in Wolfville, Nova Scotia, because there's nothing to say. Gary Drummond, who's the lead money guy, Schooners Sports and Entertainment, says they won't be participating. That's cast a pall, I would suggest, over Touchdown Atlantic 5 festivities. Yeah, that's a
1: major statement for the group that is leading the you know putting a team there so you know that's a major state from for them to come out i think it's a huge blow to the cfl today um and randy ambrosie to be quite honest so i you know i I hate beating up on them but you know what is
0: um and this again i'm going to say it the way it is so yeah well and to be honest when i examine this tenure of randy ambrosie and his leadership as commissioner i wonder so much is he speaking on behalf of a wacky group of owners? Is that why what he's saying is so wacky and not real? Or is he wacky? I don't know. I think that when it comes to handing out a four-game suspension to Garrett Marino, that's in Randy's wheelhouse. Because as he told me, he's a football guy. And I believe that. Right? Yeah, absolutely. But as far as perception and marketing and that, that I don't think that's really his bag. It, Clearly, it, it's not.
1: It's not his forte. And I know that personally. So, Yeah. Um, you know, so it needs to be somebody's. Hey, that's why they have 77 people in the league office.
0: Yeah, do they? I know what you're saying. Now, that's the bad news. The good news is just the fun stuff that pertains to our poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center, and it is, should coaches, or do you care what your head coach wears on the sidelines? Yes or no? And I, what are they saying on YouTube, Clark? What's the, what's the sample size there? Seventy percent no. Seventy percent say no, we don't care what our coach wears. So, Len Strandberg's watching in Arizona. He says, on the sideline dress code, pretty much all of society has gone casual. Teachers, doctors, and many others. I still would like to see a definite line between the people in charge and the grunts. (laughs) But that's just me. I get it, and look at my good friends, Colin O'Brien's man shop, one of the finest clothiers in the country. There's a lot of sports people that come through Regina, downtown Hamilton Street, and they go the cuthbert uh the tv guys a lot of the hockey guys a lot of the rich oil guys they go to colin o'brien's and they're like hasn't been great for them because people aren't wearing suits and ties anymore yeah
1: the world's changed yeah the world has changed but at the end of the day yeah i'm gonna say you know i can dress it up or i can dress it down you can play it any way you want but yeah it's at the end of the day you're you're winning
0: just keep results keep, it's a, well it's funny he says that because there was nobody more impeccably dressed than jeffrey orange the uh, commissioner of the cfl but he had no idea what he was doing i'm sorry to say that and it's funny because darren is somewhat moose is somewhat admonished ambrosie for when uh, again we saw him in the parking lot in edmonton all by himself on his phone like he Darren expected like an entourage. And some commissioners do roll with an entourage. And I remember Orange at BC Place Stadium, riders are playing a game, and my color guy, Carm, you know that press box area at BC Place Stadium. Carm ran out to the bathroom or somewhere, and he comes to run back into the booth, and all the CFL staff that security there. They're like, oh, no, no, stop. And Carm was like, what? Commissioner's coming through. Carm's like, I don't give a spit. What does he think he is? <laughs> I'd rather have the Ambrosie Casual in the parking lot Than this guy who thinks he's the Pope Yeah you, Well, you want to You're with your people But what that's you me
1: You should never be on a, on a pedestal I ever. have
0: breakfast at Smitty's Oh, sometimes <laughs> I'll join you <laughs> Sometimes I'm just it's not that day. fancy That's all um, Mike Horrigan watching in Tirana Uh, Etobicoke to be exact, he writes in on the 902 line and he says, Is this the RP Show text line? If so, this is Mike from the 905. I'm a big fan of the show. I wanted to ask you guys if you would, or maybe you have at some point, interviewed Donald Dilla Hayes, better known as YouTuber Destroying, on the show. He would be a wicked guest for Football Friday. If you don't know the man, you guys must check out his channel. He kicked for the Argos a few years ago if the name doesn't ring a bell. Hmm. Keep up the great show, Mike. Clark, did we not extend an invite to destroying? He stood us up, didn't he? Isn't that what happened? Yeah. He stood us up. With us or him? Was he mad at me? Did I say yeah. something? Uh, There's a story there. I can't exactly. the, the, the problem with me and you're similar. When you're just looking straight ahead, I don't really look back that much. Who could ever be mad at you? I can't. Well, you'd be surprised. How much time you got? Uh, but you, the, the YouTuber destroy He was a punter for the Argos, and he was only on the team because of he was, had a, like a million YouTube subscribers. I don't think he was that great of a kicker. Or punter, whatever he did. But Corey Chamin was the coach of the Argos at the time, and he called him, hey YouTube. You work with Chame, right? Couldn't you yep. just see Chame saying that? Hey All YouTube. Right. YouTube. <laughs> so anyway, I don't know. I guess we could try again. What's he doing now? So let's look it up. Yeah. Well, Chame, Chame's coming off a USFL championship. I know that. Maybe we should get Chame on here. Absolutely. Love him. I love Chame, too. He is a great guy. I think about oh, him all. I think fantastic. about him more than I probably should. I remember driving to Esteban one time to speak at a dinner, and I'm like, Chame, how do you like the fact that every single move you make, the time you go to the bathroom, what you had for breakfast, where you go to fill up for gas is second guess? He's like, I love it. I love it. Just like home. Just like home. I'm like, which is for him, Birmingham, Alabama. And I'm like, I don't think this was at the start of his tenure. I think it gets old after a while. Yeah, for sure it does. It, well, for it him, it, for him, it did. Yeah, I mean, it does for sure. I think it cost him, caused him to lose his mind, but then he got it back. Is that fair? Yeah, I uh, would say that. For sure. Pressure and stress makes people do crazy things. But, Lee, we're not going to do any crazy things this weekend. The Calgary Stampede? Well, maybe you. I shouldn't speak for you. I know I'm not. I can't. I can't no promises. I, I can't confirm or deny. No promises. Thank you, Lee. Great job fantastic our co-host today lee genie joining us here great eagle resort and casino we'll see you back here monday when we start our 16th week at calgary's entertainment destination have a great weekend big thanks to justin dunk jeff Fairholm, and most of all you the viewers have a great weekend we'll see you monday here on game plus tv
3: betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc
0: american giant makes the durable comfortable spring closet staples you need for work the gym and even happy hour made in america Designed to last a lifetime. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20.